0: Welcome to the Love Marriage Again Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Siobhan Parat. In this podcast, you will receive the wisdom, the insight, and the tools you need to have a marriage that truly lights you up inside. Your marriage is meant to be amazing. Your marriage should be your favorite place to be. Your marriage should bring out the best in you. I'm here to help you create that. In each episode, I'll coach you to improve your communication, build a deeper connection, become a more united team, and experience more intimacy. Here, we have real conversations about what can make marriage hard, and more importantly, how to make it easy. I'm so glad you're here. Now let's get to the work of loving your marriage again. Well, hello there. It is Dr. Siobhan. Welcome back to another podcast episode. I am so delighted that you have chosen to spend these next several minutes with me. It is an honor to get on this mic and think thoughts, say words, and to have them impact your life. So um, I am very careful about who I listen to, what I listen to, the environments that I put myself in. And so I just want to honor you for being intentional, right? To even press play on this podcast episode, given the million and one things that are probably vying for your attention. It says a lot about you. It says a lot about how much you value yourself, how much you value your marriage, how much you value your life. So I really just want to congratulate you for pressing play and for finding solutions to the issues that you are facing in your marriage. So the title of this episode today, why you're not being heard or understood or whatever, right? Fill in the blank for Whatever type of communication, what type of experience you are wanting with your spouse, that's not happening, right? So there's something that is creating a breakdown from what you are communicating, what you are wanting, what you are desiring, what they're hearing, understanding, validating and then potentially taking action on, right? And I think it's important to kind of start with that, with when you are communicating with your spouse and you have this experience of like, I'm not being heard or neither one of us is being heard. We're just going around in circles in this conversation. I think it's always helpful to just think about what are you trying to accomplish, in the conversation. So many times I think this happens, especially with marriage. We have like these stream of conscious, unannounced passing conversations that maybe we're just saying things and our partner is hearing things, but neither one of us is really present to like what we want the exchange to be about. So as you listen to this podcast, and I'm sure it's going to cause you to reflect on some of your previous conversations that maybe haven't gone the way that you would like them to, I want you to ask yourself, like, were you clear what the purpose was? And were you setting yourself up and your spouse up for a win-win situation? That is a concept that I love teaching my clients because, You want your conversations to feel productive. And the way you create productive conversations is by thinking, what's going to create a win for me in this experience and what's going to create a win for my partner? And what I'm going to share in terms of why you're not being heard, why your conversations aren't going well, why you still aren't yet seeing the outcomes that you want I think it's important that you layer that on, right? Because each one of these points that I'm gonna share with you get in the way of being able to have that win win experience when you are communicating with each other. All right? So I've broken it down into six. And if others come to me as I'm talking, sometimes I get like divine guidance and inspiration to like add more things. I've prepared six, um, and the way that I've broken down these six reasons and explanations for why you're not being heard are three of them are related to you, maybe taking a moment to examine yourself and how you're showing up to your communication, and three of them are related to your partner and things that might be going on with them. So I'm going to start with you. Because this is where you have the most control. This is where you can really set out to create a winning experience for both of you, right? So the first reason you may not be being heard by your spouse is you are flooding, right? You're flooding them. What that means is you're bringing too many issues at once for them to process, digest, and appropriately respond. So flooding is a psychological term, but essentially I want you to think about a flood, right? Like if there is a bunch of water coming into your basement, it is overwhelming, And we've actually had our basement flood and it felt very overwhelming of like, oh my gosh, what do we do? Where do we even start with trying to salvage our belongings? And the same may be happening in your partner's mind, okay? So you wanna think about in the times when you're not feeling heard, how many things are you bringing to the table? Now, if you find yourself starting with one issue and then it snowballs into a lot of other issues, that's okay, right? You're normal, you're human, your brain is going to try to take the opportunity to get everything out on the table because it feels very urgent. And for some couples that I talk to, it's like, listen, I got to get everything out because I'm not quite sure when we're going to have the time for a conversation like this or if my partner is even going to like loop back around. So let me get everything out now. So you want to just notice that, right? Are you potentially creating a barrier in a win-win conversation because you're bringing too many things to be addressed at once? Now, that doesn't mean that your needs and what you have to say and what you want to improve aren't valid and don't warrant a discussion. But again, when you have the mentality of, I want us both to win here, then you'll pace yourself a little bit more. You'll be a little bit more strategic in what you bring first, maybe creating some resolution and some forward movement there before just having a laundry list of like 10 things that your partner is doing wrong or 10 things that you want to improve in your marriage, okay? So that's number one, flooding. You want to see, am I bringing too much to be discussed at once? Is it too overwhelming for my partner to receive and respond to? Now, the second thing to investigate within yourself is, are you being reactive? And let me just tell you that Being reactive, where it's like you have a knee-jerk reaction, like you're upset, you're frustrated, you're angry, you're sad, you're disappointed, and immediately you want to discuss it. Immediately you want to address it. Immediately it has to be resolved. That emotional reactivity, when you are very heightened in your emotions, is going to lead to you being less grounded it's going to lead to you being maybe more emotionally volatile um more blaming and criticizing language versus when you give yourself some time to to calm down and there is a correlation between being emotionally reactive and flooding right when you're really feeling an intense emotion then Your brain is on overdrive trying to get out of that emotion. So it's literally like, and you probably have had this experience where it feels like you're watching yourself lose it in a moment or in a conversation. This actually happened for me. I noticed myself, um, it was maybe a couple months ago, just having a conversation with my husband. We have a weekly check in. And I started with a thing that I wanted us to discuss and work through and then my like my mouth just kept going <laughs> and i could i could feel my body be reactive and that's how you know when you're emotionally reactive emotions are just physiological sensations in your body and so when you're feeling very hot or very like urgent in your body or very anxious that is a sign that you are emotionally reactive And I remember in that moment when it happened, and it hadn't happened in such a long time, so I was like, oh my gosh, Yvonne, what's going on? I recognized what had happened, right? And my husband is sitting there like in silence trying to process it all. And I remember just like calming my body down and almost like just retracting, like (laughs) mentally retracting everything that I said and then focusing in on what was the most important thing at the time. Okay, so you're going to want to pay attention to is part of the reason why I'm not being heard, because I'm in such a heightened emotional state that my delivery, my tone, my energy, my word choice, the positioning of what I'm saying is really hard for my partner to receive. Okay, so you just want to check in with yourself about that. And then the third thing that may be going on with you, if it's really feeling like you're not being heard and understood, is perhaps what you are communicating and bringing to your spouse is not the real issue for you. So I teach my clients To distinguish between like what is a surface level issue of like the thing in the moment, like the dishes not being washed or the laundry not being folded or your partner not coming home exactly when they said they would be home and being late and not letting you know that they would be late, right? Like those are the things that happen in the moment. Those are the moment by moment circumstances that take your attention, right? So you're, you're now hyper-focused on the very specific thing that was done or that was said, and it feels like that's the problem to be solved. But if those are all your conversations of like the moment-by-moment happenings, and you don't ever ask yourself, why does this bother me so much? What's going on with me that makes this such a trigger, right? Because let me tell you, Dishes not being done, or laundry not being done, or someone being late and not letting you know. Not everyone gets so upset about that. There are some people who can have those experiences and not get really upset, where it becomes just a casual, like, hey, can you just let me know next time if you're going to be late? I understand you had things to do, but like, can you just let me know? Or like, oh, the dishes didn't get done like, what happened, right? Versus a spiraling of thoughts and rumination about how selfish your partner is, how messy they are, how irresponsible they are, how immature they are, right? Like if you go from zero to 100 on certain things, and those certain things are the only conversations you're having, then you're missing the underlying need. And so sometimes it's going to feel like you're not being heard because you were having the wrong level of conversation. So it's like maybe your partner does get up and washes the dishes or does offer to help with the laundry or does text you the next time that they're running late. That will offer you a momentary relief. Right. But then you'll be on to something else that's wrong, that's unsatisfactory, that's disappointing, that's aggravating, that's frustrating, that's annoying because you haven't addressed the deeper issue. And so for you, it's so important that as you are working on your communication, as you are trying to create an experience in your marriage where you really genuinely feel heard, that you were able to really genuinely bring your heart and your real and genuine need, right? And so there's a variety of emotional needs we all have in relationship. We have a need for acceptance, for appreciation, for acknowledgement, for affection, for um, prioritization, for belonging, for support and encouragement, for equity? There's a list, right? And so you want to know like, oh, when this surface level thing happens and I'm talking to my partner about it and I'm trying to get them to change what they're doing or operate differently so we can have a solution, am I really addressing the core underlying need that I have? Because if you're not, then it's never going to really feel like you're heard because it's almost like, you know, you're scratching the wrong itch, right? Like that's not the thing you really need. What you really need is something else that maybe you didn't have the awareness of based on how your previous conversations have been going. Okay? So that's your work. So you want to make sure you're not flooding, bringing too many issues to the table at once. You want to make sure you are less reactive, that you've calmed yourself down. And then you want to make sure you are addressing your deeper underlying core need and not just the surface level momentary thing that happened for that day. Right? So now we're going to move on to your partner. And I want to just offer you, like, I would almost, I should have, Probably done these in two different sessions because I really do want you to take a look at yourself. And this is not to gaslight yourself. This is not to, you know, put you on this hamster wheel of like, I've got to be better. I've got to do everything right in order to have productive and healthy conversations with my partner. It's not that at all. But I do recognize that there is a human tendency especially in marriage, to always go first to what your partner is doing wrong, how they are to blame, what they need to change in order for you to then show up better. And my philosophy is like, you always get to go first. And it is a privilege to go first. It's not like the consolation prize of like, oh, well, if my partner isn't going to raise themselves up, then I've got to do it. It's like, no, it's like I have so much respect and honor for myself And I'm so interested in creating a win-win situation that I'm going to make sure my side of the street is as winning as possible first, right? So pause, connect with that ideal for yourself, and think about how amazing it's going to feel for you to know that in the majority of your conversations with your spouse, you have come correct. You've done your work, right? Because then as I get into these three things that might be going on with them, you have a different perspective to experience them from, right? You're not in like internal conflict with yourself. It's like, okay, now I know and I'm grounded and I feel amazing about myself and how I showed up here. So if they are having a negative reaction to this, That's them, but not from a place of like blame and condemning and judging them, from a place of like, oh my goodness, what could be happening for them that when I present this very like simple or this very like loving and connecting thing for us, or the thing that I want to help us as a couple thrive, right? I'm offering a gift to our relationship by trying to have this conversation and they're reacting defensively, dismissively, angrily. Oh my goodness, what must be going on for them? Right? Because I'm here just trying to connect. I'm here just trying to make things better. So, let's look at what might be going on for them. One thing is you have an avoidant partner. In Um, the last round of the Marriage Upgrade, I closed out our session with talking about attachment styles. And I felt like I could do a whole six-month program on attachment styles and how they impact dynamics in a relationship. But let me just give you a brief understanding, and then I'll talk about the avoidant attachment styles. So attachment styles are the way that we as infants learn to attach to our caretakers. So some of us have very secure attachments from birth to, and it's usually birth to like 18 months age two, where our needs were met, we feel secure, we feel great. Some of us create what is called an anxious attachment style, where it's like we worry that our needs won't be met and so we're always grasping for reassurance, for validation, for love and care. Um, And needing our partners as adults to like respond to our needs. Like we have a lot of needs and we need them to respond to our needs. Then there is the avoidant attachment style, which is the person that in many ways has shut off their own needs and because they don't really have many needs in the relationship, they can't understand why you have a lot of needs, right? So that, that avoidant attachment style comes from, you know, in, in childhood where their needs weren't met. And so instead of like complaining and vying for their needs to be met, which is more typical of the um, anxious attachment style, they just shut it off. Right? So this is a person who doesn't have a large range of emotions. They're pretty even keel. Nothing really gets them too upset. Nothing really gets them too excited. And in your relationship, they're not the one bringing their complaints or suggestions for improvements. They have learned to adapt by just kind of not having any needs. And so then when you bring needs to them, they're like, why do you have these needs? I don't understand. Like they expect you to be avoidant like them, right? We all expect our spouse to react the way that we do to things, right? This happens whether you're anxious and it happens whether you're secure. But for those of you who are really feeling in your relationship, in your conversations, that you're not being heard, that your spouse is not open to really working with you, not work, not open to fully understanding how you feel, And the impact of some of these things on you, it could just be that they have an avoidant attachment style where even if you're just bringing one issue, right? Even if you've addressed the flooding and you've addressed the reactivity and you're just bringing one significant thing to discuss, it is too much for them because they've sort of turned down their emotions, they've turned down their needs and like you're lighting a fire to something they're trying to keep like really quiet and cool. So they will be defensive. They will be dismissive. They will kind of invalidate what you're asking for because they can't handle it and they can't process it. And what I want to say to you is like, again, that's on them. Not, and I'm not saying that with any judgment, but it's like, That's just their work to do. You don't have to take responsibility for that. You don't have to feel bad. You don't have to walk on eggshells or hold things back just because you have a partner who hasn't yet figured out how to handle some of the things you might bring. That's why learning together how to do this dance better is so beneficial, right? Because sometimes it's not you, it is them. And sometimes it's the interaction of the two of you together, okay? So that's one thing to just be aware of. Is it that my partner is just emotionally avoided and they have a hard time with these conversations, okay? The second thing that could be going on is you have a partner who is in need themselves, right? So it's almost like If I am starving and you're asking me to cook you a meal that I'm not going to eat, that's not going to be a great experience, right? And so when I talk about the in-need partner, this is the person whose needs are overwhelming and almost overshadowing what you're bringing to them. Right. And I think about a recent experience I had coaching one of my couples where, you know, the husband was sharing something. And as his coach, I was there. I was an open vessel for holding the space for him, for understanding what was going on for him, for really seeing his struggle and the impact it was having on him. But his wife wasn't able to. She had her own set of issues. She had her own set of emotional needs. She had her own set of like built up resentment that as he's sharing so vulnerably and so appropriately that she couldn't hear it. She couldn't digest it. She couldn't work with him on it because she was so much in need herself. And so I want you to think about could it be That as you're bringing your issues or the things you want to work on, your spouse is unable to receive it because they have a mountain of things that maybe they haven't resolved and they don't feel like progress has been made on. That they are not even open and available to really hear you. And then the third reason why you may not be being heard as it pertains to the interaction with your spouse is maybe there's a misalignment of values. What I mean by that is maybe you both are just really valuing and prioritizing very different things and that creates an inability to actually get on the same page to even understand each other, right? So it's almost like if... Your partner's focus is like so lasered in on financial security and making money for the family and providing for your family. And your main priority, the thing you care about the most, is quality time together, then you do at that current state, have a misalignment of values. And so when you're bringing to your spouse how much you want them to maybe be around and how much time you want to be spending as a family, they're not hearing you, not because what you want isn't valid and not because they even have any malicious you know, intent. It's literally because their brain can't compute it. It's like their brain is pumping out work, provide, cover my family, do these things. And like they're on a, um like a conveyor belt, like just mass producing those thoughts and those actions. And you're on a completely different plant. You're not even in the same plant, right? To be on a different conveyor belt, you're in a whole different plant over there pumping out, let's spend time together, let's be present, let's, you know, Take a day off of work. Let's work less, right? And you're not going to be heard because they're not in the room with you to hear you. And that's not because anything's wrong with them or that their priorities and values are screwed, right? It's just that it's different. And I think there is a level of radical acceptance that has to come with that That will bring you peace, right? It's sort of like in all of these examples, whether it's your partner is avoidant or your partner is in such emotional need themselves that they can't process and digest what you're bringing to them or that your values are just like radically different. None of that means that there's anything wrong with your partner. None of that means that you need to be angry at them or frustrated at them. It just provides you with a level of understanding. And I think for me as a coach, more than anything, I want to make sure you're solving for the right problem, right? So a lot of times people who don't feel heard in their relationship, they're so frustrated and they keep trying to say the same thing a different way or louder or more frequently until their partner gets it. But I do think that sometimes it's helpful to consider does my partner have the capacity to get this right now? And that doesn't mean that your needs aren't valid and that they shouldn't be addressed and that now you just have to like be quiet and go in a corner and suffer, no. But it does mean that you get to see eyes wide open and stop working so hard to get them to a place where maybe today, right now, they just aren't, okay? So for some of you that might be like, just relief to know that and gives you a sense of peace of like, oh, okay, I can like relax a little bit here and focus on how do I get my needs met? How do I figure out how to still communicate with my spouse and still let them know where I am and what I need and what I want, but not be so attached to them understanding and getting it right now? And What can we do in the meantime to work together to bridge that gap, right? Which is why I just, especially if this is something that you struggle with, I think working together as a couple is going to be the best bet, right? Because the dynamic between you and your partner is between you and your partner. There's a role they play, there's a role you play, and so we need to get in there and find out what is your work to do and what is their work to do. And so for those of you who have a partner that is at least at a stage of like they recognize with you that your communication could be better, the dynamic between you isn't optimal, and they're willing to do their part, they're willing to come to the table and work with you and work with me. I really want to invite you to schedule a complimentary consultation. Like if you listen to this list and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm doing some of those things and my partner is also doing some of those things. And you both are ready, like you see yourselves here and you're ready to like get some help to rewrite the script and have more productive and positive conversations with each other that end well, that actually resolve your issues and move you forward so you can spend more time enjoying yourselves, making memories as a family, cuddling on the couch, laughing, being friends again, then for sure my private coaching program is going to help you. And I want to invite you to schedule a consultation call with me where we can really dive into where and what these things look like in your own marriage. And then I can offer you specific solutions, specific strategies of how my coaching approach is going to help you solve these issues for good. And if you're a woman listening to this podcast and you're like, listen, I see myself in some of that and I also see my husband in some of that, but... He's not going to get on a call. He's probably not interested in doing this work. Then I can help you too, right? Like, we can for sure at least clean up your side of the street. You can get some emotional support because it is really hard when you are the one wanting to work on your marriage and your partner is like, no, there's nothing really wrong. Or they're like, no, I'm good. Or they're like, no, it's you right? That's a really hard place to be and to suffer and to struggle in by yourself. So if that's your experience, I want to hold your hand. I want to help you see where it is you and where it is him because that knowledge in and of itself is life-changing. It helps you stop shaming and blaming yourself. It helps you recalibrate your expectations. It helps you tap into the peace that you can create for yourself regardless of what your spouse is doing or not doing. So I wanna invite you for a call as well. So my private coaching practice is currently open and accepting new clients. If you are wanting to work together as a couple, if you are wanting to work together as an individual woman to create a better experience in your marriage, to create a better experience in your life, in yourself, and how you deal with issues, how you communicate about issues, how you navigate your emotions, the actions you're taking to move you forward to having a more peaceful, happy, fulfilling, content existence, I am the coach for you. And I would love the opportunity to learn more about what's been happening for you and to share with you my exact process that's going to move you forward. So the way you can schedule a consultation, it's complimentary, it's a one hour call with me, is you go directly to my website, drshavon.com. You will click work with me and then you will see the options there for the type of call you would like to schedule as a couple or as an individual woman wanting life or marriage coaching. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope this podcast episode has been helpful giving you some deeper answers into exactly why you may not be feeling like you are heard and understood in your marriage that's it for today i will be back with you next week bye for now thanks so much for tuning in and now a question for you what did you get out of this episode the most important part of this work is applying what you hear I hope you'll do that. And if you've loved this podcast, you will love working with me directly even more. I invite you to my website, drshavon.com, to learn about my coaching programs and any live masterclasses I may be hosting. And of course, we will meet right back here for the next episode of the podcast. Until then, keep loving your marriage again.